Because Dr. Pepper is one of my favorite sodas. I mean, I, mm-hmm. it really is. I feel like the vibrations of Dr. Pepper are far <laughs> superior <laughs> to anyone else's. They're more uplifting, huh? Hey, bef- before we get started. Is it what the oh, doctor no, ordered? I, I've, I've got two things to talk about before I we get started. I have one. Wait, wait, wait uh-huh. a second. No, but I have something first, okay? Okay. We have... Brian is a guest today. It's been a while since he's been Hello. in here. Hello, yeah. hey, Brian. Welcome back. We have Thor. Sir Brian. Sir Brian. Sir yeah. I'm honored yeah. to be here. It's been a while since we introduced ourselves to so Thor. Hey, guys. Thor is the, the one that you're hearing on the intro. Well, he, he's the one that gives the, the anchor. The coconut one. The coconut The one, coconut yeah. spiel. Then there's Gunner, me. And I always act like I'm in charge. <laughs> and then there's Nathan. Uh-huh. Nathan is the heart and the soul. I'm the bowels. He's the of bowels. This podcast. Yeah. The stuff that comes out of him is amazing. Gunner, I'm the since, ingrown toenail. Gunner, since yeah. you do the editing, you kind of are in charge. Guys, I'll bow down to me. Ronaldo. Has well, because come out and you, said, you know, basically you're the arbiter. My favorite is every time someone says. Oh, this don't don't put this in the podcast. Every time he always puts There's, it in. There has been once that I did not put it in. I was like, you know what? They're actually right. This shouldn't go in. <laughs> you know, Brian, that is not what I wanted to hear. Because <laughs> it's, really, it's, it's always Thor. It always is. Thor is always the one that says, "Oh, please don't put this in." Thor, but you're not the one that says the worst stuff. Okay. No, Thor no, said the worst thing on the last one when Thor said, "Oh, well, you." You have the opportunity to eat human flesh. <laughs> Isn't that shoot? Yeah. You kept that? <laughs> of course I did. That was horrible. horrible. Like, that totally changed my mind of, like, is it a possibility to try a placenta? No. Not even a possibility anymore. Now that I was strongly thinking about it. Okay, we're done with the. <laughs> okay, let's move on. What's your thing you want to talk about? That's what it was. I want oh, to introduce wow, your voice yeah. is more, more whiny and grating. It is actually. It is not as soothing and, as Thor's. And Thor's is yeah, melodious and soothing. I, I'm actually I, with you. 100%. I can hear the crackles in my voice all the time when I'm listening to it. But those are crackles. They're yeah. so nice. It's like the Rice Krispie yeah. crackles. You know something yep. good's it's coming. It's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> like a, yeah. That, that was really good. Well, that's how your Gunner, voice that's, is. That's good. Me. Okay, yeah. so what, what did you want to talk about? Oh. Thor? Two things. The first one, I'm driving over here and I'm listening to KSL and there's a study that comes out that say that people who have raised three or more children versus two or more are more subject to dementia and mental <laughs> problems when they oh, yeah. elder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm screwed. But I'm in good company. Brian, you're screwed too. Nathan, you're yep. probably screwed. I have three. Three kids. Three kids. There it Dad is. Dad and mom are screwed as well. Oh, yeah. uh, they're really well, screwed. Wait, yeah. so you're saying Gunner? <laughs> Gunner's gonna be okay. <laughs> are you kidding? He has me? less chance. <laughs> I deal with all the shit that comes from you guys. I'm screwed. No. <laughs> Gunner has to manage the grown children in this room. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We have a letter to the bishop. Call to repentance. Dear bishop, in one of your recent episodes, you criticized your parents and said they were terrible. As a parent myself, I know that I have been far more perfect, far from perfect. (laughs) But I think all parents should be cut a little slack No matter what trauma and terrible experiences we have had in our lives, I believe it is 
ultimately our responsibility to overcome it and not to blame anyone else, including your our parents. Perhaps you yourself should purchase a nice cold blanket. And Ooh. if possible, you should reach out to your parents and forgive them. Sincerely, imperfect parent. Wow. You know, yeah, you know what I don't like about that? <laughs> I don't like... I don't like the fact that they said imperfect parent so that I can't rip on them. Because <laughs> now I can't say anything because I was like, okay, well, they obviously you, you know s- that they're imperfect parent. Brian, you have nothing to you, say on this. You can again. still say something. No, you don't have <laughs> There are occasionally times that I feel bad when I say something about my parents. It's never, when I'm, when I'm saying it about my parents, I'm never, I don't feel I'm not doing it in it. I don't feel like I'm doing it hateful. You know, I don't hate my parents. In fact, before I was 25, I would always rag on my parents. In fact, most of the kids would. Thor might be the only one that I haven't heard rag on the parents very much. But most of the kids, we'd sit around, especially the younger ones, and we'd rag on them and say how horrible they were or whatever. And I, I thought to myself, you know what? When I'm 25, I'm going to stop blaming my parents for everything that happened to me. <laughs> when I'm 25, I'll do that. And I said that to my wife. And she's like, okay, whatever. On my 25th birthday, I was at my parents' house and I was ragging on them, doing something. And she goes, remember when you said that you were going to forgive them and like not do that? And this is the only time I've been able to do this. Like with anything else, I always hold on to grudges and I whatever. But I'm like immediately I'm like, oh, you're absolutely right. And I felt no anger towards them from that anymore. You just forgave them. I just forgave nice. them and I didn't feel any anger. I was like, oh, that's 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 kind of like a weight off my shoulder. That's so yeah, I've never been able to do it for anyone else. But <laughs> it was it was uh it was eye-opening. I think that um, when I'm ragging on my parents, one, I'm just saying, hey, yeah, they weren't the best parents. Two, it's kind of from my ch- childhood of you just, that's just how we did it. We ragged on them. But I really do love them, and I do care about them. And I, you're absolutely right, um, imperfect parent. You're probably a horrible person. <laughs> uh, and No, but... <laughs> The way I, I talk about them, occasionally I'll be like, oh, man, that sounded really harsh, and maybe I should reword that. But I I have nothing but love for my parents. That was beautiful. I don't know. Do you guys feel like I was telling the truth there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, the way that you're talking is not really how you feel. It's just you're mimicking or you just keep on you're, – you're doing something that you're used to doing. So. Mm. Yeah, and with our parents, I mean, obviously, we have a lot we can criticize or make fun of. We do. Yeah. Uh, but but both Gunnar and I love them to death. They they're I I'm really happy to be a member of their family. I'm I'm very happy to be a son of uh, my my mom and dad. I love them a lot. So, yeah. you know, in the in the South. Uh, they say after they make some sort of horrible criticism towards someone, they say "bless her heart" or "bless his soul" or something like that, right? Well, if you bless added that, oh. it makes it like negates all those horrible things you said about them. It's like the the criticism or compliment sandwich, you know. So, uh, bless your soul. <laughs> <laughs> bless her heart, isn't that or what they say? Heart. Bless her heart. Oh, bless her, Gunner. 
Bless your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> oh, and then you can say anything you want about the person. Exactly. You can insult them. Uh-huh. So after talking about parents critically, then you just throw that in. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. I don't really have any hard feelings towards them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Like, because I remember when I was younger, I really would just get furious, angry. No, I, so no, like, I remember. Ah, oh, mom and dad. This is really good for me to introspect because... Uh, I mean, my mother doesn't listen to this podcast, but I I still have some some hard feelings to my for my own mother, and I think I need to just forgive her like Gunner did on your twenty fifth birthday, Brian. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so in a couple years, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I I talked to Ronaldo, and he's fine with putting the number on. I'm just kidding. Well, I have his number. <laughs> He's fine with putting out on Thursday. Okay. So the apocalypse will be Thursday, not Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Nathan, and Thor. What do you have for us today, Thor? Awesome. I've got a cult that has it all. No, it doesn't have it all. But it does have a lot of psychedelics. So <laughs> it is called the Brotherhood of Eternal Love. But this is how it founded, okay? So probably the biggest... Uh, Impetus? Impetus? Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does that word mean? Reason. Yeah, the cause, like the... Okay. Why would you use <laughs> impetus as a word? Because oh, it's a good reason. word. Because that's no, what came yes, to mind. Oh, because I didn't even understand it. <laughs> that's why it's I a good word. I thought it was word. like impotent. The impotent is the reason. I'm sorry, God. honey. I'm impetus. <laughs> <laughs> the impotent. <laughs> impetus for my impotence. Okay is uh, uh, a- Addis Huxley. Uh, Aldous Huxley. Aldous, yeah. yeah. Okay, Brave so World. Brave New World. Oh, yeah. well, you guys are awesome. No, I don't know this. <laughs> You're not awesome. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I bet you, here's our first poll. Here's our, here's our weekly poll. All of you listeners out there that knew that impetus or intipus. <laughs> Im- impetus. Impetus. What that word meant. Please say this, uh, go to go to the question of the week or the quiz of the week, and please fill out there. All those that didn't go there as well, and 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 uh, and, and let and let Gunner know how how uh, how right he was to not know that word. How right I was. <laughs> and the exactly. second question should be if Alice Huxley, Huxley was if they knew who that was before we said. Yeah, it. and if they knew who that was, and and uh, if I get so many brows being raised at me or whatever saying gunner you should have known that i'll i'll concede mm-hmm. well uh, to tell you the truth i was did, i didn't expect everyone to know him so i'm i'm impressed that you guys know him so but anyway he uh he's most famous for writing uh the brave new world which is kind of a dystopian novel uh set in the united states uh in the future or whatever and society is heavily controlled and regulated by certain drugs and 
uh, like sex is kind of a weird. Uh, you have like certain trigger words that you go through, and uh, anyway, it's, it's my, impolite to say no to sex if someone yes, asks you. Yes, uh-huh, my wife has trigger words. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> no, but there are certain trigger words that you use, and uh, anyway, there's all sorts of other stuff going on at the end. Uh, what is it, John? John Boy, or or no? I'm thinking of another. Word. <laughs> That's the Walton. Of, that other holler, Harlan which is the other on. dystopian future. <laughs> anyway, he hangs himself and stuff like that. Okay, so um, interesting. I but I read that when I was about 12 years old, and I stayed up all night and read that. Wow. Actually, I was. This explains I was, a lot. For I was actually. I wasn't twelve. I was what, ten. Are you talking about the? I was ten years old. Young read to read Brave New World. Okay. And I didn't understand everything going on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> My dad quizzed it on me later. He's like, "What's going on?" And he, he's like, "Did you get this part?" I was like, "No, I didn't." And he's like, "Oh, okay, okay." <laughs> but yeah, I did read it. I stayed up wow. all night, read it. So anyway, uh, there it is. He also wrote another book. His last book was called Island. And hmm. that was not a dystopia. That was a utopia idea. And it was uh, people on this island taking uh, acid and uh, being in society that was pacifistic, cere uh, cerebral, sexually experimental, uh, very spiritual, but not clerical. Um, and uh, anyway, so he created this book about basic people being on um, LSD and living in this utopia society. And as a matter of fact, when he died, uh, he had cancer at the time. And he uh, he asked for a really huge dose of, uh, of acid before he died. And his wife reports that his death was the most serene, most beautiful death imaginable so say if, if you're gonna go that's not a bad way eh, if you're gonna you're, go unless go you're having a smile. bad trip yes so but anyway he was involved in several experiments in harvard along with two other guys uh timothy leary and richard albert okay and <laughs> nathan's nodding his head who are these guys <laughs> i didn't well, know them i didn't know those well guys. he's the guy that did the tune in turn on drop out yeah and was leary. the was the professor at Harvard that mm -hmm. made it popular. It would travel around to different schools. Berkeley, was he in Berkeley? Who made LSD who, popular? Yeah, yes. he, uh -huh. he kind so, of popularized it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, he... You have a professor that's going around this, giving illegal drugs to people. This was in was the 60s. Illegal? Okay. Oh, yeah, it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, at the time. So anyway, uh, so they did an experiment uh, at Harvard. They uh, This was in 1962. And so uh, a good Friday, so they got a bunch of students together and gave them acid and sent them to church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and nine out of 10 people were powerfully affected because of the acid while at church. And they were like, we've got something here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Timothy Leary and Richard Albert went down to Mexico and they started writing a book, okay? Why did they have to go down to Mexico to write a book? Because that's where all the good stuff is, okay? Right. <laughs> I just wanted to know. A little, little tapping into the muse, if you know what I mean. They did, yes. And their book was called The Psychedelic Experience, 
a manual based on the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Hmm. And, yeah, so they took these manual, uh, this Tibetan Book of the Dead, which was basically uh, getting monks ready for death and rebirth in, in the cycle. And they took that to the death of the ego, a death and rebirth of the ego and into a new and spiritual being. And so they created this manual and started pushing acid on everyone. Okay. So this is going on. So uh, there's a guy named John Griggs, petty crim criminal. Okay. He, um, he, and, and into drugs, he was into heroin. In fact, he was on a heroin high when he went in and he robbed this place. Okay. And he went back. And I guess a day or two later, someone offered him uh, some acid for the first time. He took it and he had a complete change of heart. And he took all the stuff that he stole and brought it back and just basically was like, I'm done with violence and uh, I've, I've seen the light. And it's, of course, this LSD that has done it for me. So, wow, that's impressive, actually. I wonder if we could start experimenting with it. We haven't um, got to the culty oh, part okay, yet, Gary. <laughs> uh, actually, yes. So there have been some experiments, supposedly, that say that uh, acid or LSD can be uh, good for rehabilitating criminals so there are some studies out there supposedly supposedly well, so yeah charles manson gave his followers acid, acid? yeah and okay. and look what happened to yeah, them they yeah. all turned out great yeah <laughs> they all turned out beautiful <laughs> okay. so anyway so this is all going on so this uh so john griggs he gets together and he starts being uh, uh, the head of this movement and uh, this movement of brotherly love and acid and things like that. And he actually formed a church, the Church of Brother of Eternal Love. So, and he did that for obvious reasons. Number one is his ta good tax write-off, right, Nathan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and number two, you can get away with things as a religion that you can't do otherwise. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and basically it, there's, it was pretty loose. Uh, loose ideas, but based, it's the the premise is that LSD is going to help you get a conduit with God, and a conduit conduit with God, and uh, be able to be, to help you become more spiritually enlightened. So they start looking for this place to have this utopia, like they talk about it in the the island book, and. So they went, uh, they had people going over to the Tonga King to ask him if they could like get some of the island. And Hawaii was one. Uh, they, were, they weren't getting anywhere. So that finally they settled on a canyon in Orange County. So I can't, can't remember the name of the canyon. Because that's so. a lot like an island. Yeah, well, you know, they, they, got, they got away from everyone. It was, uh, it was deserted and isolated thank you yeah i isolated enough so that they could do that so they build a little bit of a community they build a little wooden church and a little um uh, little town and they started like doing their weaving and trying to survive and basically setting up their own little uh, uh paradise on earth yeah and it was going really good until the church burned down <laughs> <laughs> someone was high and they burned it down well i mean their church services 
rely mostly on taking acid. And I'm pretty sure that it's really hard to fight a fire and be incredibly high at the same time, right? Did, did, uh, did, is that, do you know this? that's when it started? Well, it was in the church. <laughs> what? It could have been a, a crossed wire. It could have been. A... It's really hard to wire things correctly while you're while high. You're high. <laughs> when you, you know, because you do have to, don't you like, you know, you, you burn the heroin in the. In the spoon or whatever, you know, you yeah. have a fire. But it, no, it, 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 but it's acid. It's not heroin. So. Yeah. But. So I just wonder how this, you know, how it started, you know. Uh, I don't know, but I assume there were some candles or something like that. Mm. And everyone's mm. having a really spiritual experience gazing up <laughs> the ceiling. <laughs> is a, is it a did anyone Christian faith? No. Like, did they, did they have Christ in the church? The, or was it? Doesn't sound like it. Yes. You didn't have a high priest. Sorry, sorry. That was a dad joke. That was good. Okay. It was quasi Christian, I think. There's there's a a famous picture of Timothy Leary, and he's got the billboard, and there's like you know he's right in front of it, and it's like Timothy Leary, the next Christ, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, he was he was he was very full of himself. So I, I don't know how. Christian they were, but they did believe in God. So that community folded. How many people were in the community? Community, I don't know how big it was. I don't, and I I don't have any hard data on any of this stuff. But I do know the Summer of Love was sponsored an awful lot by the Brotherhood of Eternal Love, the 1967 movement there, which was basically to spread love and to protest the prohibition of of Vietnam and also acid because acid was starting. Oh, that's that's when it became illegal because yeah. Mm So because that that wasn't wasn't Nixon yet, was it? No, that that was Ford. The, oh, Ford. Yeah, Ford. So, and he was the one that started cracking down, and then Nixon really did. Because Nixon was the real, the the, the impetus. Yes. Uh-huh. What does impetus mean again? <laughs> no, so, no, Nixon wasn't the impetus. It was, uh, it was the actor. The actor, he came in really strong. He's the one that started the drug, the drug movement. No, I'm talking about the war on drugs. Yeah. The actor did. about Ronald Reagan. 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 Okay. Is the no, no, he's neither the same no to drugs. But you not. say the actor. The actor. Like, he was the, the president. <laughs> no, but he's the only actor president besides Trump. They've all been. <laughs> no, no, no. He was. Okay. Isn't, he's so the only actor, right? Nixon. Nixon is the one who really, really cracked. Started. He was the. Yeah, one. he was on the start of the war. On drugs. So I'm putting yeah. another question out there. Did you all, when I said the actor, who got who I was talking about? I thought it was like, how like Baldwin? Was about. It's like Jimmy Stewart? I, I was, I, I was like. Was a president. In fact, that was his thing. He was a slogan. And people would say, why, why, why are we picking an actor to be a president? He said, we've had an actor in office for whatever many years. Why not choose me? And that was his kind of slogan sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, so anyway, back into yeah, the back. Man, actually, we are just actually, going way off go- topic. He was the he was the governor of California around that time. Actually, a couple of years later, he so, was. Yeah. So okay, the actor was. Yeah, the, the actor. The actor. The was. actor. Okay. Ronald so, Reagan. Anyway, uh, there uh, they sponsored this thing. They hired the uh, the Hell's Angels to bring in drugs for him, acid and whatnot, and started pushing it uh, quite a bit. Now. So John Griggs, 
the Hell's Angels were drug were druggies were drug, drug mules. They they were drug mules. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, they hired them to bring in drugs for him for the for the Summer of Love kind of event. That's crazy. Uh, the, yeah, they had this big thing. Uh, Oh, what's that? What's that game? The, that group that you really like? Uh, the Grateful Dead was uh-huh. there and some other people there. So anyway, Leary, during that p- portion, he did the famous, the tune in or turn on, tune in, drop out. And wow, he pushed drugs a lot. And he got together with John Griggs and they're like, let's create another community. Okay. We're going to do kind of a couples retreat community. And we're going to start practicing some of this stuff again. And so they got a whole bunch of couples together. Because it worked out so well the first time. Yes. This time a, a more fire retardant church. Yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah. this was this was like John Wick 2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did they Acid Trip 2. Acid Trip 2. Did they have the same property or they decided they're going to go somewhere else? This was a different place. Uh, still in California, though. I think it was still in Orange County. Uh, in fact, okay. <laughs> they started marketing uh, their LSD, okay, the the acid. They had their own brand. It became illegal, and so they started pushing this. Because as, capitalism. Well, yes, but also that was their, their sacrament. So, I mean, why not push your religion on everyone? Uh, and they called it Orange Sunshine. So, oh, sounds like a drink, good. doesn't it? <laughs> so, like right there with Sunkissed, right? Orange <laughs> Sunshine. <laughs> What's in the fridge? Oh, we have grape soda, orange stuff, and <laughs> sunshine. Orange sunshine. Sunny D. <laughs> so anyway, this is about the same time, uh, 1969, that Larry decided to run for governor of California to make some changes. Uh, he ran against Ronald Reagan. So Reagan won. <laughs> The actor. The actor, yeah. the actor okay. <laughs> Reagan. Ron. I know that it's the actor. <laughs> so anyway, they create this couple's commune. They uh Larry and Briggs, and they basically say they are agents of God to help spread this word, and things are going really good. Uh they're making uh LSD and stuff like that. When Griggs died of an overdose. Yeah, uh, about twenty-five. Not, usually, it's not LSD. You mean, years old? you mean you mean a, a an intense spiritual experience? <laughs> you could call that. What, what drug was it though? Because it's <laughs> difficult to die from LSD. I'm sure it's possible though, Nathan. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I I don't. I assume he was not taking heroin anymore, but. He was, they, I think they put a little bit of marijuana in with their orange sunshine, the little hash. Marijuana is probably the weakest of the. Uh, of yeah, not, I know. But, yeah, but anyway, he died of a drug overdose. Okay. So, anyway, of course, they doubled down. They decided that their goal was to create 100 million doses of orange sunshine and to drive the price of orange sunshine down so much that it was just pennies, just just practically free. They could almost give it away. Larry went to jail, I think probably for drug-related things, and uh, the Brotherhood of Eternal Love sprung you, him. You, you say Larry. Is that his name? Uh, no, no Le- Leary, sorry. Okay, Timothy Leary. Leary. Timothy, Timothy Leary, Leary. Yeah, okay. sorry. So Leary went to jail, uh, and the Brotherhood sprung him, sprung him out of it. So they got him they out. They posted bail. No, they did not. What? They, they like... 
They, like jailbreak? Yes, jailbreak. Oh, nice. oh my god. Prison break. And then they gave $25,000 to the Black Panthers to get him out of the country. <laughs> oh this, this cult does have it all. You are wrong, Thor. Please. The one time you can use that. And you don't use that saying? Okay, so the Black Panthers hired another group, really leftist group, called the Weather Underground. And which I think we ought to cover sometime because they sound interesting. Anyway, and the weather underground guys smuggled them out of the States and eventually to Afghanistan because, I mean, that's where the drugs <laughs> to are. To Afghanistan? Right? <laughs> that's it where the comes drugs are. full circle. <laughs> so that year was just a crazy year. This was in 1972, by the way. Oh, no, that, that was 1970. Now, 1972, they, uh, oh, also in 1970, on Christmas Day, they had, okay, this, this, I guess they were Christian because on Christmas Day, they had a, uh, at, down at Laguna Beach, they had this huge rave, huge party to celebrate Christ's birth that lasted a couple days. And they dropped acid out of the airplanes <laughs> to the crowd. <laughs> Wow. So, so it was acid rain. Acid rain. It was. Oh my gosh. That's so wild. Oh, 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 one more thing. Oh, shoot, I forgot this. When it gets uh, better. It gets better. No, so Leary, when Leary was going for governor, uh, John Lennon actually wrote him a campaign song. No way. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love that. Okay. But anyway, going on. Okay. So in 1972, they created a movie that came out called The Rainbow Bridge. And uh, Jimi Hendrix was in there and they were showing all sorts of cool things. Uh, they were showing like how they got the drugs around and it was in surfboards. So they, <laughs> they make, yeah, they, they, they make, you know, a cavity in the surfboard and they put the, the drugs in that. And they surf so, from Mexico to California. Because, uh, you know, the police, you know, you see a, you see the Volkswagen uh, bus right there with the two surfboards slapped on, uh, strapped on. And the guys are like, oh, what a bunch of losers, you know, the policemen as they're going by, but they're not going to check the surfboards. Yeah. 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 Smart. Everything was going great. No, I mean, obviously, uh, Nixon came in and he really started cracking down hard on drugs. And on August 5th, 1972, there was a huge raid and uh, the police and the federal agents came in and arrested a lot of people and the people that still around uh, escaped, went underground. And that was basically the end of the church or the cult, whatever you want to call it. But Leary... In Afghanistan. And it came back and he eventually became, uh, he went around giving lectures and stuff like that, talking about how awesome he was. He called himself the wisest man in the 20th century. Hmm. <laughs> Wait a yeah, second. pretty confident. He and pretty humble. He yeah. came back. Wouldn't they just put him back in jail? I don't know. I I have no idea. He, he probably... Like, if there's a prison break and the guy comes out and... I get. I actually, I'm kind of think that he is the coolest guy in the whole. <laughs> maybe he was. Maybe he was because, past the statute of limitations or something. Is there a statute of limitations? For, yeah, there for is. Drugs? For, yeah. for drugs or something like that. Yeah. But not for but, breaking but out not of for jail. prison break. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't. That's a totally different thing. But he obviously got away with it somehow. Okay, this so. this needs to be a screenplay. Okay, like <laughs> this is wild. So, but yeah, have you guys heard any inter of his interviews? Uh. -uh. 
oh, I don't know. I, I've heard once or tw- one or two of them, and this is a long time ago, but he really sounded con- uh, conceited. He, he never apologized. He was like, yeah, that tune and drop out, me trying to convince people to to become vagabonds and and get out of society was the best thing I could have done for him. And, you know, uh, anyway, eventually he died and he was one of the ones uh, whose ashes got shot into space. So, so he is... Oh my gosh, <laughs> even <What>? the ending... <laughs> What is this cult has it all? This cult really does have it all. (laughs) What's crazy is that he ran for governor against Ronald Reagan, and then he had to escape from prison and flee out of the country. I need to after running for governor, and then this is a great screenplay. So anyway, that's that's what I got, guys. There it is. Uh, what, what, was there any like control over the people? I I just want to know like like how, the bike model. How culty was it? Did was it uh, just like they were completely bought in and they worshipped him? Well, apparently they broke like, him out. It feels like well, yeah. I guess I guess there's that because it feels like it's not about. It wasn't so much about him as about the orange sunshine. If like, you yes. know what I mean. But he. Yeah, you're right. Now, when you say him, who are you talking about? Are you talking about lyrics or lyrics? Yeah. So there was actually somewhat of a split uh, between uh, him later on and that the 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 cult because they wanted more of that island utopia kind of feel, you know. And I think he just wanted to be the important person. Mm. I, I at least that's my my view there. He, he's he's like one of those kind of guys, you know. Who want to be the center of attention. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and yeah. you know. Briggs died to the overdose. So anyway. So I, I've heard that people who take um people who take psychedelics, there's like twenty percent of the time they have a life altering realization or they come to they come to some realization like that mm-hmm. and it's like yeah life changing yeah mm-hmm. and kind of like a kind of like religion mm-hmm. and that it's kind of like a born again experience yeah and we have some of those psychedelic substances like dmt in our in our brains mm-hmm. that when we're about to die or we have we have a near-death experience of some sort that it kind of gets released and oh, you wow. have those wow. visions you see a light at the end of the tunnel and you may have some contact with this you may feel like you're having contact with with a superhuman being or, or yeah. whatever i've also heard that that some have a very terrifying experience you know where some is like oh there's angels some it's like there's demons and devils you know like you know, just as, as a contrast, you yeah, know, like, definitely. but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I have heard definitely that, that there's some that have like a, a life altering spiritual experience, you know, I, I think that this is along with marijuana. It's one of those things that probably needs to be studied more than, than it is. Well, and I, you know, I understand there are studies happening, like a lot of studies about, are there? Yeah. That mm-hmm. more and more there's studies about the you know, benefits of, of psych mm-hmm. of these psychedelics, including LSD, and it's more rigorous, you mm-hmm. know. So it, it's, it is becoming more accepted in the scientific community, mm-hmm. you know, because there's some been more more rigorous research. So if we could get our hands on some ayahuasca, <laughs> guys. Is that where Iowa? <laughs> Iowa? Like uh, from, yeah, Iowa? from Iowa? Yeah, oh, Iowa. 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 Iowa.
we could join that church. We could join that church. We could join the Native American church. And <laughs> I don't want to do a psychedelic. No, I have to admit, I do like mushrooms. So, well, what if what if we what if we took baby steps and just had some incense burning? Ooh, that's a little bit too. That's a little bit high speed for us. <laughs> Slow down. Whoa! No. Uh, are we talking I, sandalwood scent here, or maybe in another room that we can just observe? <laughs> so, is this a cult? Are you bringing another non-cult to us? I mean, when you said I, it had it all, and then it's not a cult. Yeah, I, I actually, disappointing. I kind of consider it to be a cult. I, yeah, it's okay. a soft cult, but it's a cult. Uh, you've got the religious element. Mm -hmm. You've got people rejecting society and trying to form their own. Uh, you've got people, yeah, leader. charismatic leader, and people being willing to break someone out of jail. break someone out That's of jail. That's pretty wild. That is. Would you guys break me out of jail? If I did something, well, what, what what did you get in jail for? Tell me what it was. It was something. It was just a slight felony. Well, you got to tell me what it was first. <laughs> no. Okay, Nathan, I haven't decided. I'd I'd have to, whatever it, it is. It wasn't be, you, you didn't do it. I know it you would did. have to be a huge miscarriage of justice. Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to break you out of jail? Yeah, I'm thinking okay. next, week, <laughs> next week sometime. Okay. Well, then, yes. <laughs> it just seems striking that he went to Afghanistan, and it was only a few years later, right? Like, like less than 10 years later when there was the whole Afghan-Russia war, you know? And he started. And then we, you know, and then now we've been over there in Afghanistan. I wonder if it's all, we can all trace it back to... To Leary, huh? To Leary. With an IQ of 147, you never know like, what you can do. Like he met Osama bin Laden. When someone claims their IQ is someone, I don't, <laughs> I don't buy it. <laughs> Just so everyone knows, my I IQ. I don't know, it sounded like he was I've, conceited enough that it may have been true. But I have been playing some uh, some games on my phone that tell me what my IQ is. It's so awesome. <laughs> I, I just like, whenever I get an NASA right, my IQ goes up. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm at 167? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's real. The good, the bad, and the culty. Now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they got it all wrong. If you are flying around the planet, just be careful whose ashes you might run into yep. out there. You yeah. might run into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Along with, uh, there were several other people shot in the same time. It was, what's it, the guy who created Star Trek? Uh, Rod Gene Roddenberry? Simmons. Yeah. Gene he was, Simmons. He's out there. Gene Simmons, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Roddenberry and Simmons some other ones. Gene Simmons is still alive, isn't he? <laughs> no. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but his so. ashes were sent up. <laughs> okay. So the good. The, they were peaceful. For the most in part, most, yeah. In the most part, yeah. Yeah, it was. I, mean, I think they showered acid down I, on the people. Free drugs, <laughs> acid rain. I think. I think the the change from from robbing to to giving everything back. I think that's a good change. That is a good change. Uh, and you know, I have to admit, I would. I'm very. Uh, I I'm not a huge fan of the hippie era, but. There were some changes that needed to be needed to happen at that time, and some uh, some realignment, I think. And sure. I think that that movement, uh, fringy though it was at the time, really helped 
Kind of shift our shift shift things. Yeah. yeah, I do. So for the most part, I think it was it was it was good that it happened. So that that whole movement. I think that's really interesting. Like knowing Dad actually and Mom lived through this whole era. They like did, they yeah. they went through before those drugs were illegal. You know when they were yeah. it was okay all yeah. the way up to there. I'm sure that they experienced the whole thing. Mom, I think she said that she had some. Someone that was, oh, I think she turned someone in for being on drugs. Really? Yeah, I think she did. She turned in one of her friends or something. So my dad tells a story. Uh, he uh, he was living in California at the time, and he went on a mission to um, Finland. Finland. And he was there for about two years. And he came back and he said it was crazy, the culture shock when he came back because he went. Everyone had, you know, the, the flat top haircut and clean cut and so on and so forth, you know like you see in uh, Back to the Future or something like that. And he came back and everyone had this long hair and was smoking drugs and stuff like that. He said the culture shock from coming back from Finland to the United States was worse than the culture shock going from the United States to Finland. Wow. That because, yeah, yeah it was that big. He was like, what happened? <laughs> so interesting. I, I think commune living, I don't know. It just seems like something I'd want to try sometime. It's like living in a commune that has like the... Nathan. What? Are you sure? Because You're out of a job and you need a place to stay right now. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> uh, you Nathan. know, I've, I've heard the, the prison is kind of like a commune. <laughs> yeah, <actually, laughs> kind of Do you want to go to prison and have us break you out of the commune? Because <laughs> it sounds like you want to be in the commune. I think it sounds fun though. Like, you know, like y'all have a, a similar purpose and there's no, yeah. you police yourselves and you're. But you know, I'm like, enough of an introvert huge, so that I have I'm to. I'm not have. a huge commune person. Yeah. Like, I, I like it, but I need to have my own space. space yeah. I can't have it to where, oh, we're all equal. Even if someone has and more people than are me. prying in on your business and. Even oh. if someone has more than me, I'm all right with that. I will, but I don't want to be exactly everyone's exactly the same. Mm -hmm. You don't want to I, live the law of consecration. I do not. <clears throat> I think one of the good things about this because I, mean, I, I want to take. Oh, the sorry, time I'm to, jumping ahead. No, I, I just going along with the law of consecration. I like I like to work for things, and if there's just this sense of that we're everything's the same, no, you know, whatever, it just is boring to me. Okay. I like to, yeah, work. Well, I was going to say, I mean, we've kind of mentioned it already, but but one of the good things is that is is that LSD uh, can, and so the psychedelics can have a positive, a good outcome in, in, in some yeah. people's lives, you know? You just need to not be around fire when you're taking it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's go to the bad. Um, <clears throat> I think... We're having a hard time thinking of something bad. Yeah. I don't know. I, oh. I'm still I'm still think that psychedelics just just like just the free reign of it. It's like I think it still is a bad thing as well. Oh, I do too. Like uh, it, a... it, it really disrupts society a whole lot. And the tune in, turn on, drop out was about the worst advice you can give yeah. someone. Now what now what is that what what does that mean exactly? What the, what are those three directives? Uh, it it basically means to uh you know focus tune in uh, turn turn on uh, your inner self and tune in and listen to what they're saying and and reevaluate and then 
ignore societal and take drugs and then ignore society uh, society norms and do what you yeah want i think it's like resetting yeah you're resetting our norms so drop out because that, that, that is the drop, drop out, out of society so we're not you're not having to get a job to have a car so you have a car so you need insurance and you need a job so you can afford they, that and you know like drop out of that and how about yeah. if it was how about right. if it was but free, the problem you know? is is yeah there's so many problems with that on yeah. a functional level yeah. uh it's yeah it, it's horrible advice and uh, you know he he gave a lot of bad advice to a lot of people <laughs> he did <laughs> So that that's definitely a bad is that is the the effects of the bad advice, and and there's certainly a lot of bad that came from the war on drugs, you know, but you know they it's like they're two extremes, you know, yeah. like like a lot of just so many resources that were poured into anytime that. you anytime you declare war on something like that like a nebulous idea yeah like, like the war, war on, on terror, terror is yep. like okay when you're ever going to win a war on terror yeah or war on drugs it's like drugs are part of our society you yeah. know part of our diet we've won both of those wars yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> success yeah um what else bad um Breaking out of prison. <laughs> is that bad? I can say that's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like, it's just, it's, it's like, it's just a disregard for the laws, for well, the law it, of society. Breaking out of prison does not, does not bring change. It's not going to bring change because you broke out of prison. You weren't like, they didn't let you out because... Everyone came in and they're like, hey, we want this person Through out. the legal system. Yeah, through the legal system. Or exonerated. Through, through, you know, a force of a whole bunch of people. It's people actually going in and breaking them out. You know, I and, don't know. And unfortunately, I just, it was basically two lines on that. So I don't know the whole story about that. I want to know okay. more about that. That's, oh, I bet that was a really cool adventure. Like the stoners <laughs> breaking someone out of prison. Like... What they did like, like, is they gave, they gave like donuts. Like, they got you know, in disguise as like officers. It was, it was the Black Panthers. We're here to get the. <laughs> what, they, what they did is they they laced all the the donuts the cops had with LSD, <laughs> acid or whatever. I don't know the names of drugs or what they are. Yeah, you know, acid is LSD. It is okay. Yeah, oh, there we go. So, um, I I also think. Uh, acid rain probably isn't the best idea. No, <laughs> it's not good. It's so it's a bad, bad idea. Just giving out free drugs to willy nilly. Well, I mean, what if there are kids on the beach? You know, yeah. like well, even if there aren't, they're gonna be in a couple days. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, you missed one, mommy. What's this? You know, <laughs> mommy, let me have this candy. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what can we take from this? And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Um, besides, I was besides thinking, the drugs. I was thinking the, the orange drink. <laughs> I was thinking that we make a drink. Uh, Called like Orange Sunshine. Orange Sunshine or something. Well, Either that yeah, or... We can call it, or we can actually call it... Or just, drugs. you know, Tangerine. Tangerine <laughs> Tangerine Dream. No. Tangerine Dream. <laughs> I get it. Wait, isn't that, isn't that already a drink or something? Uh, mm. That sounds like a really good... 
Uh, Ronaldo's Tangerine Surprise. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a really good milkshake to tell you the yeah, truth. Yeah, you does. know, like get some orange, kind of an orange cream kind of milkshake. We already have thing. an official milkshake flavor. We do. We do. <laughs> we and we tried it, and it was not. It that wasn't good. the best. I think. Maybe I think we, we try it. Yeah, we should. I mean, should we retry it? I think we should. I think we need it. We took out one of the ingredients, Peanut butter. That was my ingredient, so I have to replace it with something. I'm thinking tangerine. How about LSD? I think Butterfinger was a bad thing, but yeah. Or you could have a, you know, you know, sometimes you see the airplane with a banner. Okay. You know, we could have a banner that says, be nice. Okay, guys. Okay. So we have talked on this podcast about our goal for getting ultralight, right? So what oh. we need to do, what what we That's need to do is when we have the ultralight is like on Halloween or something like that, we drop candy. <laughs> All right. So here it we is. We become the candy bombers. <laughs> the ultralight like candy the, bombers. It's like the parade, you know, uh-huh. parades when they throw candy, you know. Have we talked we talked about that, right? Like <laughs> That they're like not wanting to wanting to ban that a, from yeah. the race. I think that's a fun idea. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> when are we going to be able to do this? We need to. We'll do it on when on when our when our ship comes in. <clears throat> we get that money for I, that ultralight, okay. right? I like I the candy bombing. I think we'll okay. do the candy bombing, uh, not acid bombing, but candy <laughs> we'll do bombing. The candy okay. bombing. Okay. It'd be cool. Uh, is to get um, a pneumatic cannon. Oh, the ones that they like shoot the shirts to out. Shoot yeah, shirts. shoot the shirts, but have candy. candy. And then when we're, when we're at the at this uh, the parade, we can shoot it. Okay, I like that. And then it's raining candy on people. We we can. How much? How much do these things like? Well, you cost? can just make it. I did a potato cannon with just stuff around the garage. So I think you could do a pneumatic cannon, just like an air pressure okay, one. Okay, we'd have to test it out a little bit, but. <laughs> yeah. okay. Nathan's, Nathan's got a time. He's going to do it. I see I'll it in it. his face. Yeah, I'm excited about there's this. A, there's, yeah. a, there's a mischievous mischievous glint mm. in his eyes. I think we'd have to like wrap it up somewhat so it would come out more or less intact in the, before it spread. I don't know. Well, Nathan? We're, we're good to figure at, it out. You're, you're, you're good at that sort of stuff. Okay. So we're going to make the candy cannon. That's... Candy cannon. Okay. Yep, the candy cannon. You can get that out of this coal. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna rain acid. <laughs> candy. Candy, I mean, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cold. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. <laughs> Do 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 do